0: The Lord be with you. And your A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. To you, Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you this use money, tainted as it is to win you friends and thus make sure that when it fails you, they will welcome you into the tents of eternity. The man who can be trusted in little things can be trusted in great. The man who is dishonest in little things will be dishonest in great. If then you cannot be trusted with money, that tainted thing, who will trust you with genuine riches? And if you cannot be trusted with what is not yours, who will give you what is your very own? No servant can be the slave of two masters. He will either hate the first and love the second Or treat the first with respect and the second with scorn. You cannot be the slave both of God and of money. The Pharisees, who loved the money, heard all this and laughed at him. He said to them, You are the very ones who pass yourselves off as virtuous in people's sight, but God knows your hearts. For what is thought highly of by men, is loathsome in the sight of God. The Gospel of the Lord. What do we have that has not been given us? And there is only one thing that is essentially our own, and that, of course, is our sins. Everything else is a gift to us, beginning with the gift of life. This is the most basic, this is the fundamental gift. If we do not have life, if we never existed, we cannot possess any other gift. And so, once God had brought us, as is said, loved us into existence, because he loves everything he creates, once he's loved us into existence, he then adds gifts to us. The gifts are those of the body, and then he adds those of the soul, and then those of the spirit. We are meant to use these gifts as stewards. We are not lords or masters of the gifts God has given us, but we are to use them as stewards. That means we are to use them for the greater glory of God, for the assistance and the help of our neighbor, and of course for the salvation of our souls. If we are to do this, we must have a clear vision of what we are and who we are. What are we? We are creatures created by God and therefore dependent on him. Who are we? We are children of God, sons and daughters brought into the very household of God called to share the eternal banquet that the Father has prepared for us since the foundation of the world. We can only keep this vision of what we are and who we are, we can only keep this vision in mind if we really understand ourselves. Understanding ourselves in as much as our time here on Earth is limited, and that we will have to answer for each and every day that we have been here. If we, if our vision of who, we, of what we are and who we are shifts to what we possess, and in the gospel our Lord specifically speaks about wealth, and we start to evaluate ourselves according to what we possess, we're going to be in serious trouble. Because what does it profit a man if he gained the whole world and suffered the loss of his own soul? Now, we shouldn't think that money, that tainted thing, is in itself evil, because God has created wealth. But he has loaned it to us as stewards. In the scriptures, there have been many wealthy um, persons who handled wealth prudently. Abraham was exceedingly wealthy. And of course, Job was known for his wealth. But if we take Job as an example, and he's always a good model to emulate, if we take Job as the model, when he lost his wealth, what did he say? The Lord has given. The Lord has taken back. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That was his attitude. He wasn't enslaved by what he possessed. On the contrary, he regarded it, as we should, as a gift from God. In our world, however, there are many wealthy people who have no vision of what they are or who they are. And they put a price on themselves. A price counted in millions and billions and even more. But each and every one of them is like the poorest of us. They will fall sick, they will feel sorrow, they will know pain, and eventually they will die. And that is why it is folly. for these multi-millionaires to think that there is insufficient room in our world for everyone and that the poor are there to rob them of what they possess, to deprive them of their wealth. Far from it. Our Lord himself says that we should make use of our wealth, and it's not just money but our intellectual abilities, our artistic talents, we should use those to benefit others. And when we do this, we are in fact heaping up treasure for ourselves in heaven. And so the Lord specifically says, if you cannot be trusted with money, that tainted thing, something with that we are not born with, and certainly something we will die without. If we can't be trusted with this, who will give you genuine riches? And of course, he's speaking about a place at the eternal banquet. So then, he says, no servant can be the slave of two masters, and a slave we must be. Because a slave is totally dependent on his master's will. We are totally dependent on God's will. We cannot extend our life by one day. What God has determined is our span of life. That is it. No servant can be the slave of two masters. He will either hate the first and love the second. Or treat the first with respect and the second with scorn. Who are the two masters? Well, certainly God must be one of them. And the other is the creature, specifically Satan. And no one in his right mind will say he loves Satan. And everyone will profess that they love God. So, he will either hate the first, that is Satan, and love the second, God, or he will treat the first with respect, that is Satan. We may not love him, but we will treat him with respect because he can give, as he said to the Lord, all of these I will give you if you fall down and worship me, or he can take away, as he did in the case of Job. So, those who are worldly, who do not have the correct vision of what they are and who they are, those will treat him with respect. And the second, God, with scorn. And they will do this by thinking God is merciful. He will always forgive. He will never punish. And so we have that terrible sin against the Holy Spirit, which is called presumption. And to be presumptuous towards God is nothing other than treating him with scorn. So then, the Lord says, use money, use your talents, but only so that they might win you eternal life. And so, as we come and we pray in this Mass, for those who prefer creature comforts to human life, For those who put money before each individual human life, especially the life of the unborn, as we offer this mass, let us ask the intercession of our blessed lady, that she will keep our hearts firmly fixed on her son, that her intercession will be a sure mantle of protection for us because we live in a world we're surrounded by temptation and it's so easy for us to shift our vision from God to the world. It's so easy for us to lose the vision of what we are, creatures dependent on God and who we are, sons and daughters of a loving father and for us to forget that our neighbor is exactly the same, a creature dependent on the will of God, and above all, a son or a daughter, and therefore our brother or sister. So, we, we go out, praying, and this is what we're doing, we're not protesting, we are praying for a conversion, a change of heart. We're asking that all of our brothers and sisters will be able to have this compassion, a genuine love for the most vulnerable among us, the child in the womb. May Mary Immaculate, our Queen and our Mother, intercede for us and pray for us, and give us the necessary strength to be true witnesses to her divine Son, our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. This MP3 recording has been made available by Family Life International. Help us to make many more available in order to promote our Catholic faith. Go to www.familyandlife.org.uk and donate today.